Icon, the podcast. I am your host, David, the host of Pop Icon Radio, live on the Alternation Radio, every Tuesday from 8 to 9 in the morning. I'm talking pop culture, playing pop music. Um, I've been doing that for the past about two years now, maybe. Um, And I've had a great time doing that, but I just wanted to branch out a little bit into the podcast format. Um, And if you've been listening, I've been putting out episodes of Pop Icon Recaps, where I've been going over season 14 of The Real Housewives of New York City. Um, It's definitely getting juicy. I think we've got the first three episodes out. Um, About to put another one out today, probably. Uh, So that's been a lot of fun, actually. So thank you guys so much if you have been tuning in on that. Um, And then on Fridays, I have been putting... And Fridays, I've been putting on, like, rewind episodes of Movie Day Podcast, the podcast that I hosted with my close friend, Stacey Nye, where we talked all things movies. We talked all of our favorite movies, the Scream franchise. Um, We talked Jawbreaker on the first episode. The next episode that's going to be coming out is going to be our episode for Scream 2, so be on the lookout for that. Um, So, yeah, but we are definitely a soft-launching pop icon, the podcast, where we talk all things pop culture. I'm going to take, I guess, the things that I talk about on my morning show on Tuesdays and bring it here so that there's always, like, a record of everything that's going on and my opinions on things. Because I've got a lot of opinions on things that I really kind of need to get out there and, like... I was able to get it out there on the radio over the past couple of years, but I want to, I, I think I want to talk more. Is that, is that awful? Maybe that is. Um, but I definitely want to just use my voice a little bit more than I have been and talk about some of these pop culture, like controversies. Um, so I guess we can just talk about like the format of the radio show. So basically I started out the show and I'll talk, um, I'll introduce myself, I'll jump into the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 of the Week, I'll jump into the Box Office Top 10 of the Week, play some songs, jump into some pop culture, play some songs, jump into some pop culture, play some songs, and the show. Um, So if you guys are able to check that out, I do that every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9 on 90.7 WKGC and on the alternationradio.com as well as on the TuneIn app. If you guys have that, you can listen to me whenever you want. Well, not whenever you want, I guess, it, just on Tuesdays from 8 to 9. So, yeah, I guess I'll jump into the Billboard Hot 100 of the week. Uh, this is for the week of September 16th, 2023. Um, and at number 10, we have got Rima and Selena Gomez with Calm Down. At number nine, we've got Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo. At number eight, we've got Fuck You Mean, Gunna. Number seven, Snooze, SZA. Number six, Dance the Night Away, Dua Lipa. Number five, Last Night, Morgan Whalen. You know you love to fight, and I say shit I don't mean. 
Before Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. Number three, Fast Car, Luke Combs. Number two, I Remember Everything, Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. And number one this week, we have got Doja Cat with Paint the Town Red. Um, so that's actually amazing. Congrats to Doja Cat for pulling in her number one hit, her second number one hit, her first being Say So from 2020 with Nicki Minaj. Um, that's amazing. This is the first rap song, I think, to hit number one on the Hot 100 since like maybe August 2022. So that's really exciting. Congrats to Doja Cat, even though she supposedly like hates her fans right now. I don't, I mean, I don't hate her. So you're okay, girlfriend. You might be a little bit angry right now and you might hate your fans, but we don't hate you. Don't worry about it. We'll get you number one, I promise. Jump into the box office top 10 of the week. So starting this week out, we have got number 10, Bottoms from MGM. Uh, Number nine, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Number eight, Oppenheimer. At seven, we have got Gran Turismo, based on a true story. At number six, we've got Blue Beetle. At number five, we've got Barbie. At number four, we've got Jawan. Number three, we've got My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Number two, we've got The Equalizer 3. And at number one, we've got The Nun 2. Um, Yeah, I guess all three of the top ten are... So yeah, I guess the uh, top three of... The top 10 are all sequels. I don't know what that says. Um, I haven't seen The Nun 2. I don't even remember what really happened on The Nun 1. Can anybody refresh my memory, maybe? Uh, Maybe. uh, I just remember the girl from, like, American Horror Story being in it. Like, what happened to the end? Was it even said in, like, modern day? I don't remember. So, yeah, that's our box office top 10 of the week. Um, Nothing really, like, stands out to me, obviously. Barbie is like a big one because it's made like 670 million, I think, or 620 million. I don't know. Yeah, 620 million. Um, and that's really exciting. Oppenheimer's, I think, done like close to 350 million or something. 315 million. So, yeah, I really don't have a lot of opinions on the box office top 10 of the week. Uh, so, yeah. I guess we can just move on from that. Um, What else are we going to talk about this week? So, yeah, guys, just like I had let you know earlier, uh, this is kind of like the soft launch of the podcast. Hopefully in the next coming weeks I'm going to have some guests on so that we can talk um, some pop culture topics back and forth, you know, maybe get a couple of differences of opinion in there. I had already talked to my friend Stacy about coming on. Um, I've also got my friend Gabby coming on. Maybe we're going to talk about some controversy going on on television right now. Um, And definitely I have got uh, my buddy Andrew who I have. We're going to talk 
something crazy, but I can't tell you what yet. Um, so yeah, this is a little bit of the soft launch. In the coming weeks, we'll be having a. In the coming weeks, the episodes will be a little bit longer and have a little bit more to them. But for right now, it's just me talking about pop culture. And I guess we can start with first things first. Erica Mena um, releasing a statement to TMZ after she was fired from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta for using a racial slur. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, weeks ago, race, uh, race, weeks ago, Erica Mena, um, got into a fight on Love and Hip Hop with one of her fellow castmates, Spice, uh, who is, like, uh, Jamaican, dark skin, um, and, like, for some reason, Erica thought that it was appropriate to, like, tell her, like, all this crazy stuff. They ended up in a back and forth. Spice kind of, like, started with her, but Erica also, like, took it overboard, like, telling her that she needed to die during surgery, um and she called her a couple of crazy terms like she called her a monkey i think at one point like just like nasty stuff um so she released a statement to tmz saying i deeply regret my insensitive comment and want to humbly apologize to anybody i hurt or offended by my thoughtlessness my choice of words was wrong and i take full responsibility of what i said i'm committed to listening to the voices of those affected and will work towards making amends as a woman of color and the mother of two black children, I want to make it clear that my use of the word was not in any way racially driven. That said, I do understand the gravity of what I said and want to include my platform, or I want to use my platform to promote inclusivity and equality. Uh, so yeah, maybe so, Erica. Maybe you shouldn't be on Love and Hip Hop anymore. You've been on there for the past like twelve years, and I get that like you probably make a pretty penny from it, but like at the expense of your reputation like they were fighting and also like one of the things spice said like during their fight she was like your your kid doesn't even like you i'm like oh my god if i was on a reality television show and somebody was saying that my kid didn't like me i like maybe i need to reconsider where i'm at because obviously like those people don't have the same i don't know because i personally couldn't say that to somebody so like somebody saying that to me i'm like whoa we don't have like the same values we don't have the same like morals and like we don't have, like, the same moral compass. Like, you don't... Co you know that you're being filmed, so why would you ever say that? Like, I don't know. There's something weird about that. I don't appreciate that Spice said that, but I know that what Erica said afterwards was, like, were pretty really... It was really bad, too. Um, and actually, I'm going to talk about this. I think with my friend Gabby, she really was... She had an opinion on this, and I definitely have an opinion, too, so we can talk... We can go back and forth on that. Um, so that should be coming up in the coming week, so... I guess great on Erica Mena for actually taking accountability because if she didn't, that would have been a really bad look for her. Um, yeah. So that's that on Erica Mena releasing a statement to TMZ after being fired from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, we got a little bit of breaking news. We've got Jamie Lynn Spears joining the cast of Dancing with the Stars for season 32. I don't even think it's on air anymore. I think that they only have it on like Disney Plus. But, like, why is she on it? I don't know. Also, we know that Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules is going to be on it. Uh, Ariana, who was one of the, was in the middle of the triangle of the Scandaval of it all, uh, where Tom Sandoval was dating Ariana for about nine, ten years. They owned a house together, been on the show together very happily. Turned out he was um, having a seventh month affair with her friend Raquel Levis, now known as Rachel Levis. Um, and 
we uh, everybody kind of knows about it right now. It kind of blew up over the past few months. Like even people who never heard the, about the show like knew Scandaval. Um, so obviously she was going to be one of the picks. And like I swear that like that news came from this other podcast that I listened to named Beyond the Velvet Ropes. Um, like I feel like they like they pushed that out there into the ether and it became a reality. So that's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I guess am I gonna keep an eye on that? No, I don't think I've ever. I've watched like maybe two Dancing of the Stars performances. I don't know. Um, whenever Lisa Vanderpump fainted, that was funny. Uh, so we have got that going on. We have got Guts by Olivia Rodrigo being projected to debut at number one in the U.S. with two hundred eighty-five thousand copies being sold. Uh, so that's amazing. Olivia Rodrigo really just came in, just took over. She took that spot that like the young ingenue like came in and just. She's letting everybody know her feelings, and it's really cute that it's really cute that she's like a millionaire. Um, it's really it's awesome that she's come in and she's made a little bit of growth. I mean, I've listened to the album, I've listened to Guts, and there's a couple of songs that I like, and there's a couple that I don't really care for. Um, Twitter, of course, is doing their thing, which is just like trying to make her feel bad about herself and like compare her to like Avril Lavigne like Ashley Simpson and stuff like that I'm like leave her alone like all of those girls were great too it took you years for you to understand that like you were giving them crap then too so leave her alone uh so I can appreciate Olivia Rodrigo like her we've got some new news we have got Barbie now available on digital uh the digital platform so if you want to you can go online or you can go on your streaming apps now buy it for 20 bucks I'm sure um if you want to i don't necessarily know if i'll be purchasing the barbie movie i saw the barbie movie in theaters with the girls um it was okay i like the soundtrack almost more than i like the movie so maybe that says something about it but the movie was also kind of fun i love margot robbie of course and ryan gosling was great he's definitely attractive um so yeah we've got that going on a pair of audience members claimed they were kicked out of today's taping of the Drew Barrymore show for wearing pins in support of the WGA, uh, the Writers Guild of America. So, yeah, I guess Hollywood's on strike right now. The actors aren't able to promote anything. The directors, the writers, like, can't work right now. Like, so Drew Barrymore is... Drew Barrymore's gonna be doing it all herself and people are mad about that and so i guess some people wore pins to her show today and like they got kicked out drew barrymore of course didn't know about it it was something that was done like beforehand but like i don't know i don't know like what is my opinion about that i'm not in hollywood so i don't really worry about it but i know that if i was in like my industry and i couldn't work and i saw somebody like working and making money i don't know like can't she like can't she pay out of pocket for them? I feel like that's, I don't know. Maybe that's not okay that they, if they do that. But, like, I've heard of whenever they were doing strikes that, like, Conan and other people, like, of that, like, talk show echelon, like, they were, they were keeping their staff, like, kind of afloat um, during, like, some trying times. So maybe she can help out with that. I don't even know if she has it like that. She's had a very, like, tumultuous life. Um so that's great. I actually watched like this video of her and like Renee Rapp and they're sitting on there talking and she had like a stalker come up to her 
And they'd be like, Drew, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh, my God. And like, Renee Rapp, like, grabs her and, like, pulls her out of there. I'm like, whoa, she's, like, very protective. That was, like, very nice that she did that of her. Like, for her. She, like, immediately sensed danger in whatever was going on with, like, this clearly unhinged man. He's like, I'm Justin Busto. You know me. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She might know you, but she's probably scared of you. Um, so, yeah. That's going to be everything that we talk about today, I guess. Uh, no, wait. That's a lie. We're also going to talk about the whole Mila and Ashton Kunis of it all. Uh, so, Mila and Ashton Kunis, I guess. Mila and Ashton Kunis. That's not their name. So, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, I guess, are under attack right now due to some letters that have been unearthed that they sent to the judge in support of Danny Masterson. I don't know if anybody knows about this. This is just news that came out over the past couple of days. But Danny Masterson, like, is a convicted rapist uh, who raped two women. Two to th- He raped, like, three women. Two of them he got charged for. And, like, he has now been sentenced, like, 30 years to life over it. And uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, as well as some other 70s show, like, staff, or, like, crew members, like, uh, the dad, like Red, the mom, like Kitty, they all put in letters, um, I guess, from because his family asked them to about his character. And they like wrote in and they talked about like his like work ethic and like his family like life and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, but like, the, he's how can you say, how can you write that in knowing like what he did to these women? I don't know, something strange about it. They're all in the church of like Scientology. So that was also like kind of weird. Um, Danny Masterson, he just recently had a show on Netflix called like The Ranch or something, I think, maybe produced by Ashton Kutcher. I don't know. Or maybe Ashton Kutcher was in a produced by Danny Masterson. Or I don't, I didn't watch it. I like was at my friend's house one night. They were watching. I was like, I don't think I'm into that. Like something's odd about them. Ashton Kutcher also has, like, a, like, a charity or, like, a foundation to, to help with, like, sex trafficking, but then he's, like, writing in letters of support for this. I don't know, so there's just, like, some type of weird, like, double standard there that I don't know how I feel about. Um, so him and Mila Kunis actually put out a video uh, a couple days ago on Saturday talking about what it went on and why they did what they did, um, saying that they didn't want to take away from the victims, but they just wanted to let the judge know, like, who he was to them. And I'm like, this doesn't make you guys look good. They looked, it looked scripted. It made them look disingenuous. I didn't care for it at all, and I don't think anybody really bought it. Everybody was online like, this is weird. And it's, like, even weirder, like, when you consider the fact that everybody's pulling up, like, old interviews now, like, there's this Mila Kunis interview where she talks about how Danny Masterson bet Ashton Kutcher that he could French kiss her when she was, like, 14. Because the whole – I don't know if everybody knows the story, but the whole story of that 70s show was everybody on the show was, like, in their 20s, and, like, Mila Kunis somehow lied and said she was 18, but really she was 14. And I'm like, maybe that's the case, but I don't know how long that could really – how long that like ruse could go on for don't they need her to um have an id to like cash a check i don't know um so then you hear stuff like that and it's like they were that's weird why was danny Ma- well, why were they doing that why were they why was he betting to make out with like a 14 year old strange and then you like you take into effect like the whole there's this whole ashton kutcher like back in like 2001 there was like a murder of this girl that he was like seeing and he like there was something weird like 
with Danny Masterson involved, somebody else that like came on Instagram and posted something like, why don't you guys talk about the night that this happened? And people started to like dig into it. And it turned out it was the night that Ashton Kutcher found his date um, dead. I don't know if he like necessarily even reported it. I think he said that he thought that it was a wine spill or something. Um, But I don't know, like apparently maybe they, that they were around during that like dirty era of Hollywood in like the 2000s when Wilmer Valderrama was dating Demi Lovato, who's like 17. He was like in his, he was 29 maybe. Like that's, I'm pretty sure that's why she has that song called 1729. Uh, it's very strange. I don't know how I feel about that 70s show um, and the cast members on it. I don't know if I can necessarily go back and watch it. I know that, uh, that Topher Grace, who played Eric on the show, he was not close with this, the crew, and I'm, I'm like, maybe I see why. Very strange, very weird. Um, I feel awful for the victims of his that, like, had to wait so long, but finally they're getting their justice, so that's great. Um, and, yeah, I think that's probably where we're going to end the show this week, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um if you guys already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. We have got an Instagram or we have got a TikTok at Pop Icon Radio, a YouTube for Pop Icon Radio. And then also, this is going to be on all different platforms. It's going to be on Apple, it's going to Apple Podcasts, it's going to be on Spotify, it's going to be on SoundCloud. So you'll be able to listen to it wherever you want. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I guess I'm David. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this kind of soft launch of pop icon, the podcast. And I guess we will see you for our next show. Bye.